Hello everybody and welcome to the Creative Alliance show. It feels like ages ago since we last um, had a chat with you guys. Hope you're all well, hope you're enjoying the sunshine while we're in this hot booth. Um, well, um, before we start, as usual, the social handles. On Twitter, the Creative Ally, Instagram, the Creative Alliance show, and Facebook, the Creative Alliance show. Right, today, in about half an hour's time, we have got a fabulous treat for you guys. We have a comedy duo coming in called Taggart and Turner. So quickly have a Google of them, find out what they're about, and then come and join us just after three, probably about 10 past three, they'll be on with us having a great chat with you. Um, oh, I didn't even say hello to my sister today. Hello, she forgot about me. I'm so it's sorry, hi. <laughs> yes, I'm Kai Kai, and that is... Tolu. Stedford. Yes, and um, today Tolu and I are going to be taking you through um, our favourite streamers. Yes, we enjoyed that last week. We yes, it's really current, and I think that it's really important part of all of our living. Everybody's living is part of streamers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Everybody's watching streaming something. Yes, exactly. So we're bringing you the best of the best. Yeah, I feel like people who weren't even watching TV are now watching something because they can access their taste yeah. when they want yeah so much more broader yeah definitely Do you know what I mean? definitely yeah and i have to thank you t okay for your recommendation yesterday losers yes so i i watched it remember i said to you i'm gonna go and wash my hair and watch the first one yes and then i watched it and i was like oh my god tony's gonna like it so i watched the first <laughs> one twice oh wow it was incredible oh. well tell us a little bit about it okay so um i'm gonna read this this is from netflix it says yes. in a winning is everything society how do we handle failure this series profiles athletes who have turned the agony of defeat into human triumph i think that that says it all it gives me goose goosebumps exactly think about that because actually within our entertainment industry it relates so much exactly to how do you handle the highs of the except, um, success yeah which are inevitably followed by failure because you cannot it's very rare that you continue success after success after success yeah and even if you do there will be always something that is not as high as the success that you've just reached absolutely you know I mean? absolutely so this series it starts off with um a boxing champion yes it's called the miscast champion yeah and he was forced into boxing by his abusive father michael bennett yeah and became a world champion but a knockout lo losses well, a knockout loss changed his life forever yeah. and it helped him find his own true passion which is fantastic because he's actually in the entertainment business now. Exactly. And he found his way into acting. Into acting. Writing, yeah. directing. Yeah, he was in Ali. Yeah. He was, um, and he's, he's working with Hollywood stars That's right. and helping them with fitness. Yeah. themselves through um through the he's a creative at heart he is he's a creative at heart but what what struck me about that first one is yeah. being a mum yes and it really made me think about make making sure that i'm pushing my children into something that they want to do because they are all sports fanatics right. but we've got to make sure and be really careful and be really mindful of not living 
our dreams through our children and yes. to keep checking in with them and you know keep on saying to them are you still enjoying this journey is this still the journey you want to go down because you know if they don't want to it's it's okay stop yeah no yeah. One, i think actually i don't know i came from the same gen i came from a similar generation where I've, you know especially nigerian culture yes doctor lawyer exactly. this, and all my friends were pushed into a certain direction there was a certain expectation yes and i feel like i don't i think things have changed i think things have changed i hope so anyway but there is a certain expectation of someone so young yeah. who doesn't know hasn't lived hasn't tried all these um sorts of things that yes. they might be um talented in or yes. gifted in or find their passion yeah and i think like it's our job as parents to kind of give them a broad spectrum Absolutely. of things to try out and then say actually you don't have to make up your mind now yeah, because yeah. look at us how many times have we changed direction exactly within our career and exactly I think that's the same with a lot of people totally because you know I mean? yeah totally i think the ones who know where what they want to do young i bless i've always said that yeah. That block because I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. And so in a way, I was happy that my mum kind of pushed me to find something that I was good at to do. But I really didn't know what my passion was. Yeah. And there was a quote at the end of this first um, episode where it said that you're always trying trying to find yeah. who you are. And yeah. it can come at any time in life. Yes. It really can. That really spoke to me because yeah. my knowing what I wanted to do came in my late 30s. Wow. So, you know... Um, be patient with yeah, people yeah. and um gosh the guy taking licks in the head and he didn't even want to be in the ring <sighs> you don't want to be a boxer but to please your father do you know what that was really poignant for me because i i have a friend who's a lawyer yeah. And um, she trained, you know how long you take to, to train to be a lawyer? And she qualified and she spent one year doing it and she was like, I'm so miserable, I'm so depressed. Yeah. And she almost didn't realise how depressed she was until oh. she was actually doing it. And then it takes another strength that you've literally finished your training, you've almost finished, you're on your path to success, even you're reaching success. How do you walk away from that? And yeah. for this guy, he had um, a really bad injury that made made him have to stop yeah and he said he felt relief right it was the relief but i feel like we all have to take that kind of onus on ourselves to say do you know what this is not for me and it's okay yes i can change i this. can change exactly. i can and there's a whole world waiting for me yeah and in fact i think that will make you even more successful in your passion absolutely because you're so much more driven and and wanting it yeah because you know what the other um option was and it's not for you yeah but also you're talking about young people going into sports early the next episode was yes. with a figure skater did you watch it no for me the next episode was with the um the football club uh, oh i did talk that you're right talking yes. that was so funny that was hilarious <laughs> I was laughing all the way through it, yeah. but at the same time, they're trying to be the best, even though they're on a bottom league. Yeah, they're, they're trying to be the best of that, that bottom league. league. Yeah, it just and see, we and we say that to ourselves and to our kids: be the best of yourself. Yeah, really, no matter where you are. Yes. just strive for the best. That's right. And I always say to my kids: don't bother getting out of bed if you're not going to do the best in whatever you're doing. That's right. Yeah, that's the best you can do. That's the best you yeah. can do. If you've yeah. given it your best and it doesn't work out, oh well. Yeah. 
But at least you're in it. I mean, yeah. this is like Torquay. They were going to be relegated. Yeah. And you're just fighting to just stay out oh, of bless the bottom. Them. Basically. <laughs> and you know what? They were very happy in that. Yeah. They were so triumphant. And there was success. Yes. In the failure that we would probably Yeah, they that just had to be a league side. Just, you know what I mean? Yes. They're like, we're still running and we're still going and we're still fighting. And there's success in that. Yeah. And I feel like us, with us creatives have to find the success in just still being in this industry. Yes. We so so many times think that we have to be the A-lister or we have to be the, do you know what I mean, the pin-up. No, actually, your small production in a small theatre above a pub mm-hmm. is just as relevant and it's just as successful if you can bring people to see your story and translate that message. You've won. Yes. You're suc- you're Someone's going to relate to you. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you. And you're doing it. Doing it. So the figure skater, tell us more about figure skater was really interesting because she had got she'd um, got into figure skating as a child and she was very talented as a child and she was adopted actually by two white French parents and um, in France and they were very nurturing and Mm -hmm. it was a happy home and she found figure skating as her thing. she was extremely successful and talented within her field, but she never got the first place. And that was because she got a lot of criticisms about being ungraceful, not looking the part. Right. Why does she look so exotic? Oh, here we go. Using all of those terminologies. And there was a point where she fought her arse off to get number one. She trained, she trained, she trained, and she did it. And she... Everybody, she like she didn't make any mistakes. It was evident that she was first place. Mm-hmm. She got second place, oh, every and she Kate. They had to, you have to come back out and go on the podium first, second, and third. She refused refused to go on the podium. I don't blame her. She refused, and then she took off her medal. Really? And that was a career-defining moment for her because I think everybody it's a bit like um, them kneeling. At yeah, the Super Bowl. Be- become a bit political. It did, yeah. and it, she was she was penalised for that. But it was a real big testament to how you overcome and still survive such heartbreak mm-hmm. within your industry when you've worked hard and you actually know you're the best, but mm-hmm. you haven't got the recognition mm-hmm. that you they deserve. refuse to rec- recognise you. And you know, it's really interesting that you say that because there's a Jamaican girl right now doing right. gymnastics. And but her routines, especially her floor routines and her beam routines, are not conventional, right? At all, but they are stunning to watch, and she's kind of trying to change the game. And when she's performing, you can see that she's enjoying it. The commentators are loving it because she's doing things that people have not tried before. But then when you read the comments, people are saying, But it's not refined, or she's wobbling on the beam. And then other people are saying, But we don't care because we've watched the same thing again and again and again for a hundred thousand years, and it's actually becoming stale and boring. And what she's trying to do is change the game a little bit, and this is actually making me sit in my seat now mm. and watch the gymnastics whereas before I would flick through and, yeah. and change the channel because I've seen that a million times before but unfortunately the powers that be want you to be that stale I just think athlete. we are trying to fight that with all sports and entertainment I think they go hand in hand they're very very similar industries mm-hmm. and um, we're all trying to 
fight the kind of old school consensus that this is how it has to be. Mm -hmm. The beauty of having diversity throughout genders, races and and um, sexual identifications yeah. is the fact that we get something different. Absolutely. We're thirsty for it. Yes. Let's do it. Ex Why can't we see something different and embrace Ex the difference? Exactly. Because there's beauty in in the most unusual places and I'm not saying that these places are unusual it's just that those doors weren't open to them mm -hmm. and it was only a select few that could walk through the door Absolutely. but then there's only a select few that watch that yes do you know what I mean? Yes. So in what you were saying, exactly. it opens the doors to a wider audience, audience. that people wouldn't have even thought of watching figure skating or gymnastics mm -hmm. are suddenly like, oh my god! Yes, I see a little bit of spice and pepper in there. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. So I, I really recommend everybody going to watch it. It's also um, a documentary series. Yes. So you know what? We do a lot of this entertainment with, you know, films or dramas or whatever it is actually the documentary movement or sector is so full of fascinating beautifully shot and told stories i'm telling you they are real but there is an art and a craft in making real stories be really entertaining and gripping. Yeah. And also you're educating yourself at the same time. I was just about to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. You can learn so much more from a real person than yeah. a fictional person, really. Definitely. I don't know, for some reason it just touches you differently. Well, me, anyway. Yes, and you can identify. So I would just say, please, if you can, go and look at the documentaries on Netflix mm -hmm. and hit us up on our social medias. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think we should be watching yeah. and recommend the best of the best because there's a lot to choose from, people. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Go. So that brings us on to Windrush Chronicles. Oh, so I told you what happened to me on yeah. that. So I was a bit late to the game, my fellow Creative Alliancers. Mm -hmm. So Tolu had told me, watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them, but me letting life get in the way. They're finished, they're gone. So if you're like me, you're not going to be able to see them. But I am hoping that the BBC will reload the series back onto iPlayer. You can go onto iPlayer and see snippets of the Chronicles, which are um, monologues. That's they're right. They're standalone monologues um, of the Windrush generation. They are actors um, telling the story from... I guess the beginning to the end of the Windrush generation through monologues. Like I say, the full monologues are gone, but you can still see snippets and get an idea and a flavour of what they're about. It is incredible. It I is. am gutted. I could have cried. Oh my gosh. I'm going to read you what it says on uh, BBC4 because it's actually a BBC4 production. Mm -hmm. It says monologues that reveal the hopes, desires, achievements, shattered dreams and broken promises of, of a single fictionalised fictionalized family over four generations yeah oh i get goosebumps Look, talking about it yeah and it's so clever the way they they did it so the first monologue is from the first lady stepping off the boat no her hopes yes. of what she's going to find in england when she and then what she finds when she's stepping off the boat you know the way that the cold touched her yeah. the way she came dressed beautifully yes. like she was coming to meet the queen and people yeah. were like why are you doing that yeah. to um, the next, uh, there's, there's the guy that doesn't want the attention yes. on him. I think he called it Leave Me Alone, something <laughs> like that, um, that one was called. Yes, yes and it was. Yeah, it was a, so it's a journey. But seeing as you saw more of it, because you went next to the game, tell us more. Oh my goodness. So it is written by the beautiful and talented Clint Dyer. Do you know Clint Dyer? I do, yes. yes. Um, Clint um, wrote this and I just think it was just a masterpiece. 
Um, yes, you're, you're right, it starts from the beginning of her start in England. But I just feel like the whole piece is a beautiful demonstration of the complexities and the beauties of diversity within our London English culture. Yes. Black British culture. Yeah. Even. And when I say black British, black British is not just black people. It's an inclusive thing. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, everybody's worlds were, were changed. Totally. So we've got the Windrush coming here and we also had the English people here coping with this influx of brown people yeah. and how different yes. all of the reactions were to that. Yeah. And so there was this time of having to marry these two cultures, cultures. together mm -hmm. and they had to work it out and there was a beautiful thing about the challenges and the overcoming of what both parties had to do. Yeah. So um, this lady, she's very feisty, and we meet her young. Yeah. Along a, a lot of the time, when we think of Windrush generation, we think of them as old people, but it's like to see them coming out as they were you and me. Exactly. How how did that feel? Well, and I think I would be her. I would yeah. be coming thinking, yes, I'm going to England. Yeah. And putting on my best frock, yeah. my best hairstyle. I would be her. Mm -hmm. She, I think she, yeah, she definitely embodied me. Beautifully, totally, yeah. absolutely beautifully. And I would say to anybody who's listening, the Windrush Chronicles was um, uh, a TV play. Yes, yeah, screenplay. Screenplay. Screenplay, it's monologue, so it's not exactly what you're probably used to viewing mm -hmm. on TV. Yeah. But I thought, what a beautiful way to bring theatre to people who ordinarily would go and see theatre. Yeah. And there is a beauty and there's a very tight connection mm -hmm. that you can achieve when you're doing it monologue style and theatre style yes it's it's the whole medium is meant to be interactive and mm -hmm. you are part of it i was going to say because you're drawn into that one person's world and it becomes personal doesn't it because they're really. talking to you because they're talking to you they're talking exactly. directly to you the audience exactly and usually with tv and film we're watching spy on the walls sort yeah. of thing yeah but with a monologue it's literally i'm telling you my story yeah and you have to pay attention yes and there is there is an uncomfortableness yes in having to sit there and look at somebody looking in your eye exactly. and tell you their story so my husband kind of like mm, what's this amount sort of thing but as i said it takes her she met um a white doctor and she actually has a mixed race baby yeah and it documents her how she feels about you know oh i'm gonna have a white english baby this is great mm -hmm. and then actually it's not great because the dad doesn't want to be part of this right. and I, actually she ends up marrying a black man who has a completely different um way of thinking about surviving in England mm -hmm. in regards to, do you know what, I'm just going to keep my head down, I'm just going to do what I need to do, yes sir, kind of guy. Yes. She was a feisty, I don't care, I'm here, right. kind of woman. Yeah. And um, the marrying of love, relationship, all of those things, mm -hmm. and then going through the different journeys, because they have a son together too. Yeah. So then we're looking at these two, one of them's a mixed That's race right, girl, and yeah. one of them's a black boy. Yeah. And just the differences of the generations. Yeah. So when Rush to the 70s yeah 70s to the 80s, 80s yes 80s to the 90s these are whole different generations mm -hmm. of experiences totally. of being of color yeah in britain yes it's really important to tell and it's really important for our children to understand yeah. the journeys that their forefathers and mothers had been through for them to be in this place now i'm not saying it's all gone away and you know you were speaking at the at the at the top of the show and i thought you put it beautifully in that it's it's you know the black people 
having to oh sorry people of color everybody of yeah. color having to now deal with living in a different country with yeah. a different culture but then also the english people also having to deal with us but you know what i don't actually think that's gone away no now no, no it hasn't gone away but um if we look back in time maybe we can find lessons of how to deal with it thank maybe. you kai that you should hit the nail on the head that's why i feel like this is i'm so passionate about this piece yes because i feel like it brings healing yes. from both sides yes i feel like people can see the human story of the differences yes because it's not because it ends the whole series ends with um a the great grandchild of right. this black lady right. who is quarter cast but she looks white right don't say cast cast i'm so sorry <laughs> please i apologize <laughs> what do you say um i don't know quarter, still mixed race but mixed heritage mixed heritage yes mixed heritage but yes. quarter i really do apologize to any <laughs> listeners who i offended because that is part of it listen let's just be real here. yeah that's what they, that's the terminology that was used, used then and, yes. and what i grew up with i'm not going to stand by and defend any of those things because yes. there's colored and all the rest of it that we Gosh. have but it's a complicated thing yes we have to be real yes and be honest that you know what we don't always know what to say and right. we don't always know the the trends that have now it's back moved. to what you were saying it's very very complicated it is yeah it is yeah. and we have to be open to learning yes if we're not open to the fact that we have to learn and hear from different perspectives mm-hmm. to say do you know what i don't know what it's like to be that girl who mm-hmm. looks white yes. but has black heritage yeah and what do i identify myself as how they don't even know what to identify themselves as. like remember we were talking the other day at um in a meeting yeah um saying sometimes i don't know what to identify myself as and i'm full black but because i have mixed heritage in that i'm half jamaican half nigerian that can be problematic it can it can be very problematic it can i feel like we have to be kind of i this is me personally so nobody should be down but mm. i do feel like we do have to kind of be forgiving yes with some of the mistakes that happen yes. because you know what i hear politicians and all these people and they say the wrong words and then everybody oh gosh like, yeah that's another over. show yes your career's over yes but I don't believe that that's fair. No. I feel like they should be corrected, yes. but not vilified. Exactly. I feel like we have to forgive that they didn't know, mm-hmm. and now you know, don't do it again. Again, right, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Because how are we going to learn? So I think, if you can, I hope BBC put it out. Please, clip yeah. dial. Well done. My hat goes off to you. Mm-hmm. And I would say that in regards to having an important piece about the whole generation of mixing within this country and us learning from it, this is a great platform to start from. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think we might have a nice little song. Yeah. Because that was a bit deep. So we need a break. Guys, have a breather and we'll be back very, very soon. Um, And don't forget, while we're gone, go and um, follow us on our Insta, The Creative Alliance Show, Facebook, The Creative Alliance Show, and Twitter, The Creative Ally. See you after this. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form part. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She could she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time everywhere I go. And even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball. So how am I gonna compete with that? 
Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall, or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad, y'all, I never understood black weather jocks get the fly girls, and me, I get the hood rats. I tell them scat, skittles, kebabble, got hit with a bottle, and sit in the hospital for dark and that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses, like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach, overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked out, she said I wasn't a type. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six for a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six for a baller. I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback, and everywhere I go, yo, I get laughed at. And when I'm in my car, I'm laid back. I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And do you want to know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of Rito. Figaro, when in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want a cruise cringe on Sunday. One day, I'm going to have to get in my car and go. You know, I take the one tier to the 105. Get off on Crenshaw, tell my homies look alive. Cause it's hard to survive when you're living in the concrete jungles and these girls keep passing me by. She looks fly, she looks fly. Make me say, my, my, my. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six more balls. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six more balls. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, y'all. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. And you can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, Big Al, Lorraine. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see, I go simple, I go easy, I go Greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes, ain't that fresh. Everybody wants to get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once I was seven years old 
It was a big, big world, but we thought we were bigger. Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker. By 11, smoking herb and drinking burning liquor. Never rich, so we were out to make that steady figure. Once I was 11 years old, my daddy told me, go get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. Once I was 11 years old. So I started writing songs, I started writing stories Something about that glory just always seemed to bore me Cause only those I really love will ever really know me Once I was 20 years old, my story got told Before the morning sun when life was lonely They can make it major I got my boys with me At least those in favor And if we don't meet before I leave I hope I'll see you later Once I was 20 years old My story got told I was writing about everything I saw before me Once I was 20 years old Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold Traveled around the world and we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old I'm still learning about life My woman brought children for me So I can sing them all my songs And I can tell them stories Most of my boys are with me Some are still out seeking glory And some I had to leave behind My brother, I'm still sorry Soon I'll be 60 years old Daddy got 61, remember life and then your life becomes a better one I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter once Yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once I was seven years old. Once I was seven years old. 